0: Samuel Mockby was a little bit of everything a fun loving friend, a brilliant artist and architect, a devoted father, and a humanitarian and activist in his own way. I am Jillian Snodgrass, and this is Real Mississippi, a student podcast written, recorded, and produced by students at the Mississippi School for Mathematics and Science in Columbus, Mississippi. Mockby was born in Meridian, Mississippi in 1944. He and fellow architect B.B. Archer met in middle school at the Northwood Country Club when Archer was in the fifth grade and Mockby in the sixth. The two connected through a mutual friend, Randy Bates, and all three remained close for the
1: entirety of their lives. We uh, gravitated to each other because we we were both uh, flaming idiots when we were young and we were um, full of ourselves and uh, we loved life and loved cutting up. And um we just uh were best friends.
0: The three friends all graduated from Meridian High School, Mockby and Bates in nineteen sixty three and Archer in nineteen sixty five. Archer described Mockby as a considerate, thoughtful, and intelligent person, someone who you just love to be around.
1: Sambo was um he was the funniest person ever knew. He could uh He could make you laugh in a heartbeat.
0: After high school, Mockby decided to go to military school for two years, then attended the University of Louisiana in Lafayette, joined the Army during the Vietnam War, went back to Louisiana when the war ended, and finally graduated with a degree in architecture from Auburn University in 1974. After a short internship, Mockby and his new wife Jackie moved to Canton, Mississippi, where he would live for the entirety of his life. He started his most successful architecture firm in 1983 with Coleman Coker and Tom Hayworth, Mockby Coker Hayworth. After Hayworth left, a final partnership between Mockby and Coker alone proved to last the longest and pushed Mockby to the forefront of Southern architectural design in the late 20th century. According to Maggie King in Shelter for the Soul, it was during this time that Mockby began to bring into focus a personal understanding and recognition of the social, economic, and cultural inconsistencies that existed in the late 20th century South. It was this experience that led to mockby's early interest in working to improve the living and working conditions of the South's most impoverished citizens. This interest finally came to fruition in the form of the rural studio. Through various jobs speaking at schools of architecture across the nation, Mokbe met DK Ruth, And the two became friends. Ruth had worked as a professor at Mississippi State University's School of Architecture from its founding in 1973, and was the dean at Auburn University when Mockby met him. When Mockby's architecture business slowed, he asked if Ruth could get him a short-term job at the university until work picked up again, and Ruth readily agreed. During Mockby's time teaching at Auburn, he and Ruth formed an idea, one that would impact an entire community of people and keep Mockby at Auburn for the remainder of his career the Rural Studio was born. The studio gave Mockby an outlet to realize his goals of helping to raise up those in poverty through architecture. Most recipients of Rural Studio houses live in an area of Hale County, Alabama, called Mason's Bend, where few had access to running, running water, air conditioning, or heating. Through the program, architecture students design and build homes and other structures that are donated to the community, individuals, or families. Unlike those who receive houses from Habitat for Humanity, charity which might be criticized for its home's lack of spiritual comfort, beneficiaries of the rural studio can move in with no loans and no requirements. This aspect made more residents of Mason's Bend open to the idea of living in a home designed by the studio. Anderson Harris, resident of the Butterfly House, at first refused a rural studio home because, as he said, always before when someone come around here offering something, there is always something attached to the end of it. This simply wasn't the case with the studio. Mockby won many awards for his work, both with the Rural Studio and separately. But perhaps the most impressive was a MacArthur Fellowship awarded in 2000. Mockby's personal life was just as meaningful as his career, if not more. His children became the sixth generation in their family to grow up in Mississippi. In her childhood, Sarah Ann Mockby recalls that her father taught her and her siblings to take pride in the better elements of their state while working to rectify its racist past. That's,
2: that's what it meant to be, to, to grow up in Mississippi. Um, not to be proud of the racist past, but to acknowledge we have a part to play in
0: advancing change. Sarah Ann described Mockby as a very social person. He built their house in Canton, set back on the lot, out of line with the other houses on the dead end street. And, and my father took a look at that and said,
2: oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to set her our house back. We're not going to be in line with everybody else. We're not going to follow here. I'm going to push the house back so that we have a small backyard and a big front yard Was so that all of the kickball games and the football games and the capture the flag and the neighborhood cookouts were in our front yard. It's where we did cheerleader practice, where we, he put up a basketball goal with a you know dirt floor, and we, that's where we did basketball practice. That's where he put up his painting shed. That's where he
0: painted during the summers. Putting down roots in Canton was no accident either. He wanted his children to have a similar experience that he had as a child growing up in Meridian, where everyone has the same group of friends from birth until death. It worked, too. Sarah Ann graduated high school with 25 classmates, 17 of whom she had known since first grade. Like the memories, the lessons Mockby taught his children stick with them to this day, 19 years after his death. A mantra was um,
2: always mind your manners. What he meant by that was be kind. Don't um, do something for recognition. Do it because it's
0: the right thing to do. Hold yourself with integrity. Even when Sarah Ann and her siblings were children, They were always included in dinnertime conversation with the adults who would frequently stop by the Mockby's home. We always had a seat at the table.
2: And I think that helped sort of frame our outlook on life. That we were, as young women, that's exactly where we should be. At the table, in the
0: conversation, speaking up and being loud. Mockby passed away on December thirtieth, two 2001, at age 57, after a three-year battle with his leukemia. His funeral was held at the Episcopal Church of the Mediator in his old hometown of Meridian.
1: And, I I mean, it was a menagerie of people, and there were uh, some of the foremost uh, architects in the world uh, came just to say goodbyes. So that was, that was nice.
0: His legacy lives on in his architecture and in the hearts of those whose lives he touched. From his children to his friends to the beneficiaries of the rural studio, both past and present, inspiring others to brighten the world a bit more, just as he did. I am Jillian Snodgrass, and this is Real Mississippi. This episode was produced by Molly Mosley and Kenzie Pitts. If you would like to learn more about MSMS or our faculty, the top-ranked public school faculty in the nation, go to the MSMS.org. That's T-H-E-M-S-M-S dot O-R-G.